This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Let me welcome to the show. He is, of course, an author, U.S. intelligence expert. We've had him on many, many times. He's everywhere doing God's work. Let me welcome back to the show, Mr. Malcolm Nance. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm fine. Welcome. Welcome. Glad to be here, Karen. Good to, good to have you here. Um, and I, I'm so grateful. I, I don't know if you watched the 60 Minutes piece. I don't know if you... Um, watch the piece on Nicaragua, but I know you know about what's happening there right now with with the challenge to a president that is 70 plus years old, won't leave office because he's afraid of getting arrested and has arrested and 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 house arrested everybody that's running against him or beaten them or disappeared them. He's in the streets with his military and paramilitary uh, beating back all protests. Looks very familiar to me. Um, how close are we to that? right now? Well, that really depends. And uh, a good uh, bellwether on whether we're going to have that in the United States is going to happen tomorrow in the Virginia race. Uh, I don't know how many of your listeners are in Virginia, but I just heard a statistic that Republican enthusiasm outmatches Democrats by almost 20 points. They have a feeling that they can flip Virginia into a Texas or Florida. And these are states that have said that They don't want children to have vaccinations. They don't want mandates where coronavirus could be controlled. They're out of control in those states. And if that happens in Virginia tomorrow, you are going to see the beginning of the end. And I'm not saying this hyperbolically, but you are going to see the beginning of the end of the American experiment. The Nicaragua circumstances that are happening are precisely what you could imagine happen if Donald Trump becomes president in 2024, But even worse, if the Republicans win the House of Representatives in 2022. So just by people thinking, oh, I don't have as much enthusiasm tomorrow as I had in 2020 when Joe Biden beat Donald Trump by 10 points. And now the Democrats ahead by one point and people are saying that they're not coming out and Republicans are saying they're coming out so that they can stop children having vaccines and have masks on you could quickly see the United States in the next few years descend into the Nicaraguan model. Not joking. Talk about the quickness, right? Because people feel like, and we've talked about, you and I have talked about this before. And again, we're talking about Malcolm Nance. Um, You know, Nazi Germany, uh, Russia, um, you know, know, we, we have seen, it doesn't take a whole lot and it's usually through elections. It's usually through democratically elected situations where people get into office and things go down that roller coaster hill quickly. It doesn't take like people think, Oh, it's going to be some sort of military coup that's going to happen. It's going to take 10 years. We're going to see it. We're seeing it. We're living through it right now. Right. And how do democracies die? They are voted out. They actually have a democratic election. And we we see this. It's been happening around the world. We're now anti-democratic forces, technically fascist forces, have which, which are backed by oligarchies, by money, have decided that liberal American style democracy is not the way to go if you want to remain in power and make more money. Money is now the root of all evil. That's why Russia transitioned from a communist country to a fledgling democracy and using a democratic election, voting in Vladimir Putin 
It is now essentially a dictatorship. We saw the same thing happen in Turkey with Erdogan of Turkey. He was democratically elected. And then from that point onward, changed the system, arrested his, his opponents, claimed that was a coup d'etat, and then used the system to hammer all de democratic reforms and democratic norms out of his country. So it can happen here. And I believe that we're on the cusp of it. I mean, I, I just finished a book, 120,000 words, on how American citizens have been planning and operating over the last year to kill other Americans. Wait, uh, pause, you know, pause, we, pause, we, pause. What's the name mm -hmm. of this book? <laughs> well, the new book that will be coming out here next year is called They Want to Kill Americans. Oh, well, that you you so, never you've never disappointed in, um, you know, the simplicity and the directness, the plot to hack America, the plot to destroy America, the plot to betray America, uh, very you know, defeating ISIS, very to the point, very direct. And this is they want to kill Americans. <sighs> and I have to I had to choose that title. Because I started this book uh, August 2020, and uh, I started seeing all the indications that we were looking at people who thought civil war, paramilitary revolt, insurrection, in which I predicted 60 days on Bill Maher's TV show, Real Time with Bill Maher, that we were going to go into an insurgency, which is a series of insurrections. But coming back to the Nicaraguan model. What you see when you have these insurgencies come insurrections is that you have people who have decided that political norms should go out the window once they achieve and consolidate power and that they will take up their political differences using either state power, if it's a fascistic government, or paramilitary operations if it's a uh, paramilitary insurgency, like you've seen. Nicaragua itself was born of a communist paramilitary insurgency and has now turned into this democratic elected fascist oligarchy, which will not relinquish power and will use all the resources of the state to stay in power. This is the danger that we had. And it's the very danger Benjamin Franklin warned about when he said that we were a republic if you can keep it. Mm. And there's no guarantee that the American experiment had to last forever. We are what determines that experiment continuing. 866-801-8255. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington's America looked a lot different than it does today. And, you know, um, it was wealthy white male landowners who were you know, in the room who talked about power, who talked about, you know, more, a more perfect union. And now we have a nation that um, is browner than it's probably ever, definitely browner than it's ever been. And on the precipice of being uh, majority brown, uh, majority brown and black. And yet we still have wealthy white males, uh, landowners, property owners, the crypto owners who are in power um, in you know, you talk about apartheid, not you, but we talk about apartheid as if that's something that could never happen. And yet we have states like Texas and other states that are ruled by people, not the people, but ruled by the minority uh, uh, demographic. So you just said something scary. It could either be through federal, you know, military, blah, 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 or state by state. And I'm looking at states that are ruled by people who aren't the the people how do how do we 
fight this. And again, yeah, showing up. Well, and you're, you're saying this, and I know that tomorrow Virginia's up for grabs for sure. And it shouldn't be. It right. shouldn't be. What we're looking at is soft Trumpism. The next smarter Trump. They'll do everything that Trump did. Everything horrible. Look at Texas in terms of representation. Because we didn't win, uh, you know, in the state of Texas, we couldn't uh, turn over their state legislature. They, through gerrymandering, eliminated two districts that represented African-Americans. There are no African-American representation in the state of Texas anymore. They got rid of two congressmen by the stroke of a, a pen drawing these fantastically bizarre maps that changed in one instance uh, an, or, a, 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 an area that was 86% b uh, black and Latino to 26%. And the rest of it's white by these fantastical maps. We do not represent ourselves. For all the talk that I hear from black leadership, they don't understand your only power is the vote. And tomorrow, and you know, I see all these these entreaties in in in, in Virginia, for example, that it's going to be black women that that will have to rescue America. And again, black wait, again. Yeah. We, well, God dang it, it's this is our power. It's our superpower. Let's use it and let's get what we want. We in many states, African Americans outnumber um, the majority. You know, outnumber the Republican voters two to one. But it's the inherent apathy, the belief by even some people in my own barbershop, this doesn't mean anything to me. It means everything to you. But if you become a dictatorship or what is essentially a minority ruled government, which in institutes policies, which the American experiment that bought us here, which essentially is started to erode in 2016, imagine that permanently. An aging Donald Trump pulling a Vladimir Putin, where every day he attacked, just doesn't attack Colin Kaepernick, arranges it so he's arrested. Or he just doesn't go after basketball players who, who take vaccines. He eliminates vaccines, you know, through, through the pressure on the, on the team owners. And, the, you know, and, and coronavirus rampages through the things that matter to us, like sports. Okay? All that we have is the power to vote this away. We're a, we're a republic, a democracy, uh, which respects the, the rights of the minority. Well, a fascist oligarchy or an autocracy does not care what you think. They will decide what happens to you. And that, of course, leads to even worse things. We're talking with Malcolm Nance, of course. A uh, new book coming out, They Want to Kill Americans. Uh, I want to talk to you about Kaepernick for a minute as well. But let me, let me uh, walk us through um, how somebody I, I was talking to a, a, a colleague of mine this morning and he said, uh, do you have your billion dollars? Because, you know, Trump's going to win. And then um, I know you need to get the hell out of the country. And I was like, that's extreme. And but I thought about it. I was like, do I want to be here this go round? Because this go round is a mandate. Do I want to? Mm. Not, nah, I probably don't. I probably want to wait it out someplace else i don't know where but you know they want to kill americans that's that's serious that's like death Karen, yes go where i don't know name uh, a place rwanda i've lived in 60 countries rwanda where? rwanda rwanda you know what <laughs> i took part in the intelligence support operation when they ordered a million machetes 
for 25 cents each from China and then distributed them and then mass murdered 800,000 of their neighbors. So did you just say Rwanda? I did. I did. I did. Because they're the doing new things. The rest of the world okay. has problems. All right. We Ghana. Wait, hold on. Hold on. You this, are you saying there's vote. no place? There's no place? I can't go to Ghana, Australia? Where, where can we go? Yeah, but, you, yeah, but you're Panama? an American. If you go, you're an American that dilutes the power of your own destiny. Why would we run away from because a country that we I might have be on a list? I might be on a list as you probably are, Malcolm Nance, and I I need to breathe to do the things that I want that need to be yeah, done. Yeah, but we outnumber these yahoos two to one. It's about voting. It's about claiming our heritage and not saying, "Well, I don't care what happens in Virginia. I don't want them, you know, teaching my kids critical race theory, which doesn't exist." I had that debate with Ben Shapiro and Bill Maher, and he's sitting there trying to tell me multiple times, I believe in critical race theory. And I said, you put words in my mouth. No one teaches this except Harvard University or some advanced graduate law school, school. And it's in law on a, school. On a theory. Right. As, but what they mean is African-American history does not matter to us. Anything that calls out the truth is bad for us. They are using this as a stick to beat and suppress the African-American vote. Why would we have spent four centuries building this country to say, well, they might come after me. They're going to come, you know, maybe I should leave this and go to Canada. I mean, why? We fought for it. Why not fight now? I'm I've been fighting for seven years. People people won't even do the basic things like vote. So I feel like Malcolm Nance, you, and you are absolutely you have right. A, yeah. But you have the vehicle to make people vote, right? You're the really? mouthpiece. I can make and when I hear doubt, <laughs> then I get worried. Because okay. I fought, I put my butt on the line for 30 yes, years to make sure bad things didn't happen to Americans anywhere. We have to understand we own our own power. And when you surrender it to, to oligarchs and racists and white supremacists who think they're having their heyday, they want to take us back before the civil rights bills of the 1960s. Why would we just surrender that? No, there's I'm your saying, inherent power. After the fact, <laughs> if I, I'm not. I'm gonna fight to the very last day. I promise you. Yeah, but I'm if we vote, to... you won't have an after I, the fact. I promise you, I'm going to fight to the very last day. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Malcolm Nance is here. You can follow him at Malcolm Nance. It's real easy. Um, have you watched Colin in Black and White? On Netflix? No, unfortunately, I haven't. I just drove back from from uh, uh, an event, so I, okay. I hadn't had a chance to see right. it, but I heard it's powerful. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and, and already people were, like, mad because, you know, he deals with race <laughs> in every episode. <laughs> yes. And I know, you know, what? as a man... Let me let me ask you this. You know, as a man who, you know, you had a beautiful wife um, who left this earth and is now an ancestor. And I, and I love the relationship y'all had and you're raising children and you're you're going through this world that we would all love for it to, just to be humanity and human beings interacting. There's a blind spot among people who identify as white um, in this country. And, I, and it, it, when I when I heard the statistic, three fourths of so-called white people do not have relationship with anyone uh, who's black. And it floored me. The Washington Post put, uh, you know, had a survey out six, seven years ago. And I was like, that's on purpose. And and it feeds into this whole critical race thing and not wanting to have this, our children infected with this knowledge. And I, I don't get this, this 
you know, disconnect and watching Colin in black and white and how his parents, who obviously loved this little boy, to you know, mm-hmm. obviously loved him, just couldn't understand their their own racism. It was weird to me. Uh, well, you know, that, we all go through different things. I mean, I grew up in a, a young African-American, lower middle class uh, son of a military family in an Orthodox Jewish neighborhood that had previously been Irish and the Irish moved when the Jews moved in. <laughs> and, you know, and the Jews moved out when the African-Americans moved in. But I had friends from both categories. Right. And when you're young, you don't you don't go and look at your differences as something to attack people with. You try to, you have the curi- natural curiosity to figure out who your friends are. You know, what is their life? Why do they put up a tent? Why do you wear a yarmulke? Why is this crazy language newspaper, which is Yiddish, floating down the street? What does it mean? We do not have an inherent curiosity anymore, even within our own community, right? I fault us just as much as the rest. Um, but you know, we have to constantly move forward with the American experiment because everything that we've gotten to where we are today has already been paid by our ancestors. My mother was born in 1926 in Charleston, South Carolina. I don't have to say any more about how she was treated, right? Mm. My dad served in World War II at 15. They wouldn't let him do anything other than serve food and pass ammunition and move heavy objects, right? And then later on, he got that opportunity. So, so, so long as we find now that the people who have, who, have, who have decided raw power is all they're about, democracy no longer matters. The American experiment is a tool to kill or injure or harm other Americans and are trying to actually eliminate the word diversity which is insane. Texas's legislature, by the way, is trying to redefine racism as any discussion of race, any historical reference to race. That's crazy talk. It's crazy because, as as Ulysses S. Grant said, <clears throat> if we ever have another division in this country, it'll be a, a, a battle between ignorance and, and the miseducated and people who are rational and, and, and well-thinking. I'm paraphrasing. We are now at war with ignorance. And our own ignorance and our own apathy allows people to vote for us by us not voting. Mm. And, it, and it harms mm. our entire nation. And the ignorance is prevalent. It seems like it's <clears> like <throat> a vi- zombie virus that is overtaking. Uh, yeah, it's people. a zombie virus because they can understand the level of stupid that they're operating at. And that level of stupid is you own everything in this country if you are a non-minority and you should get the benefits of this, but no one else should who's not like us. We just got Senator Joe Manchin right now, (laughs) right? Is about to derail a almost $3 trillion bill because he said he doesn't want any more money going to social programs. He has the 50th worst state out of 50 in America, the poorest Americans. And he refuses to do anything for his own people who are overwhelmingly white and overwhelmingly Trump voters. But it's a mindset that they've descended into now. 
which harms all of us. But we don't want to get up on a Tuesday and go vote, even though we have the power to change our entire lives. We're going to take some calls, 866-801-255. Malcolm Nance is here. Before we do, though, um, they want to kill us. What is that going to look like? Kill Americans. They want to kill Americans. They want to kill Americans, the new book that's coming out. What does the killing look like? Well, first, I think what we, again, we are in an insurgency, which is a series of insurrections. Those insurrections can be military, paramilitary, which is armed attacks, terrorist attacks, but they're also political, where they were, for example, we have 50 senators refuse to vote $1 for the infrastructure of the United States simply because Joe Biden proposed it, not because we don't need it. So by taking that battle off, you know, the, the off the aisles of the Capitol, they moved this battle onto the streets and into the minds of their roofs through Fox News, OAN, and wild these people to the point where any affirmative governance for our own people, okay, to them is something that needs to be attacked quite possibly physically. And you just saw just in the last day, we had two congressmen joking supposedly about blowing up bombs in the Capitol because they don't like the x-ray machines because they might be packing illegal weapons. Mm. It's crazy. All right, let's go to the phones. And again, I'm going to fight to the very end. But when it gets to the end, Right, I'm out. All right, let's go to CC. Tubman is spinning in her. No, she's not. She's like, sister, I see what you're dealing Mm -hmm. with right now. Even I had more underground (laughs) railroad. Right? Do we have that? Where? Where's our underground railroad? Mm -hmm. Malcolm, where's our underground railroad? I think you should be the next Harriet Tubman. Jesus. All right, Uh, CC. He's talking crazy right now. CC of Virginia, (laughs) welcome. CC, if you're not ready, turn down your radio. All right. Is she ready? CC? Okay. Let's go to the next caller. CC, turn down your radio. Pam in Washington State. Welcome. Pam. Come on. Hi. Hi. Um, Yeah. My my, um, remark to Malcolm especially, I live in Washington State. I'm originally from Detroit. Okay. Detroit, we fight. Out here, there's like 4% of black people in the whole friggin' state. The other day, yeah. my husband and I came back from Oregon, right? Um, and we went through Longview and to Kelso. All these signs, Trump, 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 F-U-C-K, Biden, blah, blah, blah. All we could do is get in there and get the heck out. Because it's like, how do we fight when there's hardly nobody out here? And I live, live on a farm. You know, I have a small farm. Ain't nobody out here but us. Every white person in a 10-mile radius probably knows we live here. Mm. Right. How yeah. do you fight? And, uh, you got to get up and go get up out of here because if we do kill somebody, they're going to take us and put us in jail and let them clowns go free. Yeah, but we're not talking about physically fighting. Okay. We're not. Well, I, I am, am if they come to my house. <laughs> uh, well, there's a big difference between defending yourself if, if there's craziness. No, you but know, she's saying something, attract- though. Hold on. Because self defense mm-hmm. is not. I mean, I know this brother in New York that got it. You know, like self defense is no defense in some places. You are. You right. are not going to have to deal with that anytime soon. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you that right now. There are a lot of layers between you. And, you know, believe it or not, but, but despite what people think about the cops whom I've trained, I've trained with them, um, they're a very jealous organization when it comes to dealing with what's uh, lawful and unlawful. And if they have armed attacks by militiamen, 
they will definitely, definitely like to step into that because it's mm. vigilantism. It's armed, these armed rebellions. That's sort of the line because, you know, as we know, cops like to, <laughs> cops uh, themselves want to make sure that that law and order stays within the legal definition of that, even though we know that there are policemen who are sympathetic. But for the most part, they're not going to go out and allow people to go out and commit mass murder and armed attacks. No one's going to be coming to your house and laying siege to it that will not have a SWAT team turn out and resolve the issue for you. Around the corner from my house, Malcolm, there's a big flag on there. It used to be Trump, and now it's a big flag that the thin blue line or whatever. These people yeah. still have that flag up, and yeah. you will see that out here. Yeah, yeah, but they said that they supported the thin blue line when they were killing cops in Washington. So, you yeah, know, I mean, these but, vigilante... But, but, I don't know, Malcolm. As long uh, Dylan Roof got Burger King and Kyle Rittenhouse might walk, so I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is, is that resort to first off, live proudly wherever it is you live. If you got to go to Tractor Supply to go get feed and netting and whatever, do it. Where your car hearts, you know these. You don't ever shrink from anybody from living your life. You know what did George Washington say? Every man deserves the right to. uh, to go home and live under his own, his own fig tree, right? That's mm-hmm. your world. I, I I applaud you for owning a farm in Washington State. I'm sort of a freak like you. I mountain climb. Yeah. How many of us do you ever see on a mountain? I don't, so. but you also got a bunker. 866-801-8255. You are ready and trained. So come on, Pam. I'm I'm on your side. Let's go to uh, Joe. Yeah, and Karen? Yes, yes ma'am. I just wanted to say one other thing. Another thing that they know about me, I am a very rare bird. I am a DAR. I'm a daughter of the American Revolution. Okay? So, oh, yeah. I'm a DAR. I just got put in this this summer. And my family got, we we started in Virginia. My my, uh, ninth great grandmother was a British woman. So we weren't even slaves, right? We owned land. We fought in the American Revolution. My relatives got the heck out of Virginia when they started doing those free Negro codes and all that stuff, and they ended mm-hmm. up in Michigan. That's how we ended up in Detroit. So guess what? Yeah. I got a history of knowing, and I had people that got lynched. I have a history of seeing what these folks can do. That's why I'm uncomfortable in thinking about getting up you, out of here. I'll tell you what I would Wait, do. Wait, hold on. Pam, you, follow your instincts. Have, but Go ahead, Malcolm. Follow your I instincts. I would have a big eight-foot by four-foot sign made up on your front law that says daughter of the American revolution that would blow all of their minds. I hope you're proud of your heritage. Yeah. I love that. Um, and God bless you. But follow your instincts, Joe and Callie, you're on with the great Malcolm Nance. Hi, Joe, Joe. All right. Can you hear me? Joe. Can you hear me? Yes, Hello? we can. Hello? Come on, come on in. Okay. Yep. Okay. No, yeah, I, I hear what Malcolm is saying. Uh, I mean, it sounds good. Uh, I I'm I don't think we should take leaving off the table. I, I yes I believe we should vote. We should do whatever we can to try to um, you know make our lives better and and fight for our rights and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I do not believe we should take leaving off the table. Uh, and Karen, we, you and I discussed this before. Us leaving, this is not something that's new. Our, our ancestors fled the South, uh, and if they would have stayed and fought, they would have been lynched, burned down, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with, you know, do what we can, but I do not believe we should take leaving off the table. Okay. Yeah, but where are you going to go, Joe? That's for you to uh, tell Panama, us, Malcolm. Panama, uh, Panama, <laughs> no, Mexico, I'm not going to. Uh, Ghana, 
Um, I mean, but this I understand you you really you really on the train for one to fight. I'll tell you what this feels like to me, Ness, uh, Mr. Ma- uh, Malcolm Ness. This sure. feels like we're fighting behind enemy lines. And if I want to fight, I want to have home field advantage. I want to go where there's people of color. There's more of us than there's you know more of them. Uh, and and I would I want to explore my options. I just don't want to stay you know have this mindset that I'm going to say, you know, it, it's America first. We need to stay here and fight. Because quite frankly, I'm going to tell you what I believe. If we all end, end up leaving in Moscow, I'm going to tell you what these white folks do. They'd be dancing in the, in the streets for a day, celebrating, and then the next day they'd be up, uh, wait, they'd be up at each other's arms, beating the hell out of each other. That's what well, happened. I agree. With I, you. I, I I hear you. You know, Martin Luther King could have left. He could have gone to places like Liberia, which event right after in the 1960s descended into a bloody mass murdering civil war. I've been an African American in Africa. We are not of their tribes. No, they that's do true. not look at us as allies. They some look of at us. As they, I mean, we're talking walk- about hundreds of countries that some of yes, them do. Well, yeah, you're talking about yeah, the them. entire continent. But unless you go there, it's like emigrating to Australia. Come with a million dollars, spend it and go home. Right. That's their philosophy. Mm-hmm. You are not part of their world. Our world is here. And the reason I, I believe in the, the vote, the least reason I believe in the American experiment is my family served nonstop since 1864 fighting for this country. I think everyone, including the, especially the 43 million African-Americans, we have power. We demonstrated Absolutely. it in 2020. We need to demonstrate that, that electoral power again and eliminate these minor extremists who think that 30% of this country can dictate the 65% of the country. I actually agree with you. Two things can be true. Um, as a fifth gen, sixth generation uh, black person whose relatives and the blood in the soil, uh, blood in the soil definitely built this country. Uh, mm-hmm. At the same time, I also believe in preparing like the squirrels and the and the birds and the bees and the bears. Uh, and you have military training, sir, in a whole ass bunker. So it's, well, you're sitting from a position of uh, privilege right now to tell people well, to stay and fight. if you do go, you're... Your best ally is a group that I work with every election cycle, and that's election cycle, and that's Democrats abroad. Yes, they do a massive yes. overseas oh. turnout to vote. Yes, they do. Massive. Shout out to Renee in Switzerland right now, who's listening, that's right. uh, who is one of those folk who is doing God's work abroad. And I agree with you I, again. I'm I'm not for uh, uh, shrinking away from a fight, but it, we also self preservation is the first law of man. Malcolm Nance. Listen, um, I need you to come back on frequently tomorrow. Get out to vote in Virginia, in New Jersey, and wherever else for that governor's mansion and then 2022. But you'll be back before then. You'll be back. Before Absolutely. Then. Yeah. Right. Get out, turn out in Virginia. I know we missed one of the callers from Virginia, and I know she was going to call and say that she's bringing everybody in her immediate family to vote. Absolutely. <laughs> Malcolm Nance, y'all, thank you so much, sir. Thank you. My Give him some applause. Tony, give him some applause. Malcolm Nance. Yes, there we go. All right. 